My name is Eric Hundley, and this is Unstructured, where we have dynamic and formal conversations with some amazing people. Today is a special Christmas episode. I really hope you enjoy it. I had a great time making it. Every December, we get caught up in the rush. People, presents, pretty lights. But what's happening to us? Merry Christmas. Today, we are joined by two really special guests. First, we have the starring guest, Janine D'Souza, who's an award-winning musician and also a voiceover artist, I've come to find out. And with me is, well, really my favorite guest of all time. And that is my lovely wife, Leslie Smale. How are you doing today? Good. I'm doing okay. Thank you, Sadie. <laughs> now, because it's the holidays, I wanted to do a show about connections. And we all met one another because of a playlist. And Leslie takes Christmas seriously. <laughs> she has a Christmas playlist. And she, well, she has playlists for many things. But her Christmas playlist is sacred. And one day, one of her favorite songs of all time was not on the playlist. So can you tell us a story, Leslie? Tell us a story, Leslie. <laughs> well, I haven't heard the story either. I, I think um, I immediately went to Hopping Mad and hollered, Eric, why isn't my song on my playlist? You know, I mean, I set up the playlist. I expected it to work forever until I removed something. So one of my very most favorite songs, Meet Me Under the Mistletoe, was not on my playlist. And I was stomping through the house <laughs> saying things oh. and um, hollering for Eric. And um, that kind of led to your next action, sweetie. <laughs> okay. To clarify <laughs> the audience, a lot of people, like my lovely wife, think that a streaming contract with Apple or Spotify means that they own the songs because they build a playlist on the songs. And unfortunately with streaming, and that's one of the downsides, if a song gets pulled from the artist or the producer, publisher, or anything else, it actually gets removed because you don't own the music. Like if you buy a song from iTunes or Amazon, then you do own it. They can't, they're not going to pull it from you, but any kind of streaming, it's going to get removed from the playlist. And I could not find the song anywhere Janine did a good job of keeping herself um, <laughs> private on the internet, but she had a website and she had a contact page. And I determined because as a podcast creator, nothing makes me more happy than when I actually hear from somebody who listens to the podcast. I mean, it really, really makes my day. Mm -hmm. So I decided, well, Leslie loves the song. Janine's a creator. Why don't I'll just fill out the contact form, tell her, you know, why, you know, we missed the song and that we love the song and all that. And I don't know how busy Janine is or anything else, but I figure a positive view from a fan is never going to be a bad thing. Yeah. It, it, your email really surprised me. I don't get many. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, and, and it was, Anyway, anyway, so go ahead with your story. Oh, go, please. Um, I sent the email and 
Janine received it. I did. And it was, you know, there was, you have a very special husband, Leslie. Because, I know. And, and it was just this really, you know, it, it, it just was sincere and heartfelt. I could just feel that coming through. I really could. And I had taken the song down <laughs> like a year or so and hadn't put it back up. And it really, I don't know, it just, it just kind of came from out of the blue and, it was it was just so nice. And I just remember thinking, oh, my gosh, that's so cool that, that someone really loves this song. And I really, you know, I want to I want to get it to them. And so so I sent back an email and I said I, the song was down, which it was, you know, I'll put it back up. But I just wanted to send it to you. And so I did. And then I asked if I could also send a little little something extra. And because we had done this, actually, another one of my co-writers that we had done this holiday concert house thing. And I had people put their names in a bowl or something. And I and I drew them. And then periodically, they'd reach into a paper bag and there would be some Trader Joe, you know, mistletoe, or there'd be this, um, this ornament thing, or there would be this um, mistletoe extender, or there'd be a candy bar. It was just, it was really fun and just really silly. So I just sent one of those things with some mistletoe and then just a note of thanks for listening because honestly as a creator you put the stuff out there or or maybe it's in a, a show or an, a, you know an ad or or just put out a, a cd or something like that and sometimes you don't you know you hope it lands it's created with this intention of sharing and just taking a moment that song is is the story behind that song is it was such a busy time in our lives and we were just going and two separate directions all the time. And it was just the way it was. And I love Christmas as well. I have <laughs> I've like written or co-written like four Christmas songs. I'm really into it as well. And at that exact period, and um, I think that was my first Christmas song or maybe the second one that I'm thinking of. I think it was the first one though. It was really about getting back to getting off the merry-go-round. That was really what the song was about. And which I, I definitely think you picked up on and I hope other people have. And it's about just, you know, kind of letting the chaos subside for a moment and just grabbing your beloved and giving them a big kiss under the mistletoe. It's really simple, but I just feel like a lot of times we get caught up in everything. And it's really nice just to take a moment, step back. It's about connecting. To that. It is about connecting. Definitely. Uh, another of Leslie's favorite songs, I believe, is as well. Driving Home for Christmas. Right. So reconnecting. I don't know that one. Okay, we'll have to uh, share it with oh, you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's again driving home, meeting the family, you know, establishing that. As I thought about it, and you, you know, wrote back, and we had this great communication. I realized this is a perfect theme for Christmas. That mm -hmm. really, absolutely. Not just creators, but I do want to hear from everybody. Please. Um, <laughs> also, Send you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. I need all the love I can get. <laughs> Send Eric some love. <laughs> please, please, please. Because And it is true. You put something out there like I put out a podcast. I say, oh, it's been downloaded in um, Ireland. Well, who's that? Or Russia? Or what? Yeah. Who, who? who is that? I see one download that tells me, well, it got downloaded by a person. Who are they? They have a whole life. They have a, their thoughts, their imagination. And my imagination runs amok automatically. So I... <laughs> love hearing from people but yeah. it can also be as simple as if you're at the grocery store and they smile at you um say something nice or thank them i mean it, it's it's not just the creators it could be your family member yeah definitely so now 
I want to get into a little bit of your history. I think Leslie had some questions about your songwriting. Well, one of the things that I wanted to let you know is that Meet Me Under the Mistletoe, one of the things that I really wanted about it was if you listen to the radio on your drive to work or wherever you're going, you hear the same old songs over and over and over. And I was like, I'm done with that. I need something new. <laughs> so, you know, I found I found some things. And when I found your song, I was like, oh, God, that really uh-huh, speaks to uh-huh. me. Oh, my God. Um, oh because my God. you do. You oh get God. caught up. Yeah. Caught up in the 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 mess, which is your lyric, <laughs> and and you do you you need to reconnect, and you yeah. know that meet me under the mistletoe was like this flirty, sexy little thing, and yeah. I was like, oh, I love this, thing, you know, and and um, I just think it's a nice sentiment, and. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to create something kind of fun and just have like a message. I, I don't I'm not into like the preaching kind of like songwriting. We're like, you have to put a message, you know, let's just like hammer it. Down. That's not at all my thing. But I think I just like something to kind of bubble up to the surface, you know, like let's reconnect. And it sounded really real. And I think yeah, no, it was definitely coming from a real place. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think that's what spoke to me was. Yeah, this was heartfelt. And it was like, you know, that that's true. That's true of a lot of us. And, you know, I kind of was like, hey, Soto, all right. <laughs> that's the most stuff I can do. You know? <laughs> I have some up now. <laughs> so, yeah, especially, um, you know, it, it's just it's a good thing to do. And I think it, whether, you know, just, just with people, right? I mean, so many times we look away during the the year and it's a time to just sort of, come together and uh, definitely the the sentiment of the season helps with that too when she i know she likes the jazz elements of it now i noticed on your site that um it looks like you've done a lot of work with soundtracks do you also play instruments so i play regular piano so when i said because i used to have a jazz band in boston for like um, over eight years. I have tried to learn jazz piano. Oh my God. I tried to learn it like three <laughs> times. It is so hard. I worship, you know, like jazz pianos. They, I mean, I'm telling you, it's hard. And so I just play regular piano to kind of get around a song, learn, you know, you can do the chorus and stuff like that. Um, but I would say, but my voice is jazz. It's always been jazz. So, and I love jazz, but I also love all different. I've always loved writing different kinds of music too. So uh, when I had the jazz band, I would, you know, I was the singer and then I had, um, you know, one of my musicians was a jazz pianist and and we had sax and drums and all that. And um, so then, but, but now that I've gotten into writing different kinds of different kinds of music, it, it just, so we'll, we'll do different kinds of music. I mean, I, I don't know, just so I don't always sing them because I can't really do a jazz song. I like a hard rock, jazz sound on a mm. hard rock. Song. <laughs> that's it's not. I don't. I don't feel like that's authentic. So, like my co-writers, if they have a pop voice, they w- would sing if they wanted to, or work with different producers and stuff like that. So, are you more of a composer? Yeah, I mean, I've always been a composer since I was about twelve. You know, the first song. Um, so, words and music. But as far as like putting together the actual sound, I work with amazing producers and also my co-writers. I started co-writing 
I did, I've written a lot of songs by myself for a long time, but then I got back into the co-writing and I really enjoy it. So working with some amazing, they just, it, it's sometimes when you're only writing a song, like Meet Me Under the Mistletoe, I wrote by myself, words and music, but, <laughs> and then there's other songs as well. But what I'm finding with co-writing is that it is nice to have other points of view too. And you just kind of, in the, at the end of the day, you try to create the best song possible. Sure. And the voices, you fight through it and everything else to get the best possible sound. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're just trying to, to, you know, it's always about the, I'm not a fast writer at all. And, and I know a lot of people, and I think it's so great if you can do it. I, I can't do it, but I think if you can do it, like who write 100 plus songs a year, I think that's amazing. For me, I'm, I just don't write as fast as that. There have been some songs where it was one session, boom, done, right? With the, with myself or the co-writers, and then we will take it to the producer and they'll help shape it and, and put the sound behind it and stuff. But I would say, it's just more of a, a longer process for me. And I really do like to edit things. I mean, I can't remember how much time I spent on Meet Me Under the Mistletoe, but I'm sure I didn't do it in one session for that one. I'm sure I went back and I was, I remember, I, I remember some of the lyrics. I was like, oh, okay. So like the sentiment, I always think of songwriting as you write and then you rewrite. You don't want to rewrite the emotion is there, right? So you don't want to rewrite, you don't want to write that out because that's what inspired you on the song. So you have to keep that, but then also there might be added like melody changes or lyric changes. And I have a lot of half finished songs too. I, I put them in, I call them my, um, my song freezer. <laughs> I put them in there next to the frozen lasagna with you know, it's a cryogenic kind of thing. It's blinking light and I'll go back and then sometimes I won't. So it just, uh, it just depends on the song. Well, I know Steve Miller famously had two songs. I forget which ones they were, but he didn't like the melody on one song with the mm -hmm. lyrics. So he swapped the lyrics and the melody for two different songs and came out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone back to songs. I took a, a, one of the songs that I actually wrote for my husband. It was, I took the recycled, it was a co-write with the, my two co-writers. And I was listening to the song one day and I go, well, you know, it's, it's not exactly a Grammy winner, but, you know, <laughs> but I really like that piano motif, which um, my co-writer, uh, Clay, had he had kind of come up with this piano motif and I loved it so much. So I just, I and I gave... Uh, him and the other writer credit because it's a huge part of the song and I created another song from it and that um, that became another song so so you can definitely do that it's really no, not too many rules do you have to love a song to put it out there are you emotionally connected? I definitely am connected to my songs. They definitely each one I, I really want to love the song I mean I want to love it you know sometimes the there's always a piece of you in a song. There are a lot or a little, maybe there's a fantasy element. Um, but I think the best songs are the songs that have that authentic like piece that you, that you put, you know, in them. And um, I love empowerment songs. I've done a lot of empowerment. I love just fun songs. I've written a few sad songs. I've, <laughs> you know, so I like to keep it more on the upbeat if possible, but I think a lot, one of my favorite songs is also a really sad song too. So it just, it just kind of, it just, whatever it is, I feel like it has to come from, uh, there has to be a piece of you in every song, I think. And, and you're, and when you're working with other people, a piece of them will also come in it as well. So, you know, it's nice. 
I have a crazy question. This goes with writing too. Do you ever have okay. to kill your darlings? Yes. And it makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> Can they go in the freezer? Sad. They go in the song freezer because I really, when I say kill them, I actually mean putting the little button on the cryogenic freezer and they blink. <laughs> so I never really get rid of them. I love, there are, so the way I work with, with all of my co-writers is, you know, if they love a line, we're, we're democratic. Do you, you love that? Okay. Tell me why, you know, and, and kind of like, and if I feel really strongly about a line, I will definitely try to get, you know, like this will, this will work. This will work. And then, and then sometimes you're like, Janine, come on, yeah. <laughs> and, and so, so then, and then sometimes, I mean, what happens a lot actually is you have the right line. Mm-hmm. It's just not that song. It's mm. it's a perfect line for another song, and maybe it's the start of another beautiful song. It's just not for, right for that song. So that's when I I don't actually formally like stab my lines or anything like <laughs> that. I don't kill them like that. <laughs> but I do. But I do take them, and I just kind of. I just kind of put some saran wrap out of it. I put them in my song freezer. I definitely go back to stuff. And my co-writers are like, oh my God. Sometimes they're like, Jenny, we talked about that two years ago. I'm like, I don't know, but I really like that. Let's go. <laughs> so, and there are stuff that, you know, sometimes it comes out to thaw and sometimes it doesn't. Does it get this easier time. over time? Because I imagine when you're first creating the songs, I mean, you don't have a huge back catalog. So everything's far more important. Oh my God. When you first start, writing songs you think everything and i fell into this trap as well everything that i thought it was just brilliant it's just amazing man and it's just like oh my god whoa i was really wrong on that so so what it is is a starting point and then i i you just rewrite it but um you know, my, my process has evolved too, I think over the years and it's different. So before, um, I mean, I always joke with my co-writers and producers and they know this very well about me. I'm like, dude, I was, I was bra- I was definitely born in the wrong era. Like I'm like a 1920s chick with a fat of a flapper's dress or like 1940s, you know? Um, so the technology thing, I used to actually just take a handheld tape recorder or one that I would sit by the piano and I would just start playing. And then I'd go back and figure out the chords or I'd, or I'd walk around the, I'd walk around the neighborhood the road and just, just sing things in. And, and it actually didn't matter. Sometimes the lyrics come at the same time as the melody and sometimes they don't, but it's just to capture it because you'll forget it. And now I do that with my iPhone. Hmm. All of my yeah. kids like, here, put this, <laughs> here, pull it over. And it was like, oh my God, ma. It's, it's embarrassing. They're, you, they're it just, shouldn't be. You know, they're, they're 14 and 12. So, you know, just like, oh, come on, you know. Um, but then before that, I used to, one of my other processes was I would, in the really early years, before I was taping i would just work on a song right before i went to bed and a lot of the holes would be filled in by the time i woke up so just for the unconscious mind so i did that a lot and now my process is shifted again i still use my iphone to capture snippets and i think a lot of songwriters do but i also because i'm shifting more into synchronous sync work which is synchronization so songs for ads and film and TV. And a lot of times they have. Is that like ADR automatic dialogue replacement 
that kind of oh, thing? No, 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 no. It's just, it's just, it's a different kind of writing. So when you do artist writing, it's very, very specific. And when you do more sync writing, it's, it's more general, but it still needs to be interesting and fresh and more like empowerment, you know, could be female, male, swagger, confidence, hero, champion, stuff mm. like that. And so it just helps me. So for me, it just, or like a perfect day, right? So, so you're just writing about certain things and you're still bringing in, bringing in your experiences and, and things like that. But it's, it's just like a different style of writing, I would say. So that, so that if you, it, so that one song, I've had a couple songs that were used in different ways. So one was used in a tourism ad, Nova Scotia, and the other one was used in a cleaning project. But the same, it was the same song. So it, it's written in such a way that they can. One was instrumental, the other one was using the lyrics. So I mean, it's just so you they can they can use them in different ways. So it's just, just a different kind of writing. So say. do you write both jingles and songs then? Because it sounds like you know pieces could actually be more jingle oriented versus a, yeah, a full blown song. Yeah, you do like. Uh, jingles are, are more specific for um, like, like a McDonald's jingle. That's specifically for sure. the, the company. Whereas um, these kind of songs, they could be used. Like maybe one could be used in mm-hmm. uh, a McDonald's commercial or, or another place. When you say jingle, it's like very specific to like a company usually, but doesn't have to. It's just a different kind of writing. And when I do that kind of writing, it, it's actually been not, not to get into process, but it's just, it's, no, please. It's, <laughs> it's, it's helped me. Um, I usually also use a song map. So it's just little things that now my, my, it just helps me instead of worrying about wandering, you just have to keep the, everything really tight and focused and just helps you in the songwriting. That's one thing that I've been using. It's really helpful. It keeps your writing really tight and focused. Janine, I don't know what a song map is. Can you explain that for me? Yeah, sure. A map, and this I actually learned about through uh, an organization called Songtown, and and what the two writers that started that they how how you do it. I'm just I'm thinking I'm just thinking through right now. So what you do is it's really easy, and everything you fill in with with the lyrics and everything, but you just make like a map of it. It's like an outline. It sounds so clinical. As I'm saying that, I'm like, wow, that sounds incredibly clinical, but it's not. Because what you want to do is you want to make sure that your listener, you can't have competing ideas in a song. Mm-hmm. It's like writing a speech. If I put five different ideas, you're going to come away going, well, what? <laughs> and it, it's really, so what are you trying to say? And so the idea, you have three minutes or less, maybe a little bit more time to tell your idea, whatever that is. So a song map just helps you clarify, helps you focus, helps you, helps you, helps your listener know this is what I'm trying. This is the story. This is what I'm trying to say. So usually you start with the chorus, usually songwriters do. So the chorus in one line, you have to state what your chorus is trying to say, like just one line. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be the chorus lyric or it could not. It's just, your, this is the idea. And then you go back to the verse and you just say, well, what, what is the singer trying to say here? And then the second verse, and then, and then usually the chorus repeats. And if there's a bridge, that's like new information. So for meet me under the mistletoe, it, I, and I actually never song map this, so I'm totally doing this on the fly, but uh, because I did that the old conventional way, <laughs> which also works amazingly well too. If I actually did that process with a song now, I would say the chorus would be meet me under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. Like that's the idea. Like let's let's 
we're going to connect. Verse one, Singer talked about, or I would talk about how, how busy it is, how everything's crazy. It's getting out of control. And then you go to the chorus and then the verse two is, but I've got like a secret weapon. <laughs> this isn't just a one-time thing, baby. <laughs> you know, I've got, I've got the, we, you know, and it talks about how, you know, I've got something up my sleeve and we can have this all year round is really the idea. And usually in the second verse, I mean, I know I'm getting a little more deep into the songwriting. Usually the second verse, it's, it's more, you know, you're just adding more, you know, it's, you kind of outline the story in the first verse. And in the second verse, you just want to give more like why more motion, you know, just like deepen it. And the, and, and so the deepening of that and what I truly believe is this doesn't just have to be a one month kind of celebration that you can connect with people all year round. And so then that's it. And there you go. Interesting that thinking about it, like Meet Me Under the Mistletoe, you sort of wrote out the song and now you're mapping it. Do you go both I mean, directions? Like sometimes yeah. the songs create themselves and then you go find the idea in the song and say, okay, I've got all this stuff. What am I trying to say? Or what is the core concept? Or do you just come up with, oh, I have this core concept and now I need to wrap a song around? So I think everybody's process is different. Uh, you can talk to a hundred sure. different songwriters and they're going to definitely have hundred different things to say. For me, I'm a concept person. I always start with a concept. Like if you just said to me, okay, uh, Janine, go write a song, you know, go in that corner and write a song. Uh, it would be hard. There's mm. tons of things to write about, but I like to have a concept. Um, so my concept, which just was what, what I was feeling. A lot of times you write, you're just getting it, you know, you're helping to get mm. it out of your soul too. Sure. Um, you also, um, and also with songwriting, it's really a universal kind of feeling. So what I'm feeling, you might be feeling too, or maybe not. And that's why music, I think, translates so well, because it translates through cultures. I mean, I can hear a French song and still feel the emotion behind it, you know, and, and I might not necessarily know all the lyrics or anything like that. So for me, it's just the way my brain works. I'll just have a concept. And then from the concept, I just start working and everything around that because the concept for that song is we are way too busy <laughs> we just need to get off the treadmill right now <laughs> so that translated into meeting under the mistletoe oh you want me to ask that <laughs> never mind it's just subtlety well, lost on her let's segue <laughs> Let me not get the time stamp here for the. I can't this read is... the whole thing. I get tears in my eyes from laughing. <laughs> you can do it. I have. I have two uh, never mind. I, I have two things I want to ask. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> good. Don't. I need to have cohesion. So okay. if I suddenly right. am laughing when I'm talking, it doesn't work well with an edit cut in. Okay. All right. Seriously. Um. <laughs> Janine, do you remember the title of the song, the first song that you wrote when you were 12? Oh, my God. That's such, I was thinking about that this morning. It, I, I definitely, I remember writing it out and it, it um, oh, my God. Well, I, I, I want to I qualify that. The, my first, I would say my first real song when I was about 20 or 21 it's called it was called i'm just uh just a kid so i would say that would be my the other one was more just when i was 12 just like banging out some notes and writing them down not exactly a, a grammy winner right there but but i i kept it i can't i think i feel like it was more it had a few lyrics it was you know it was pretty 
pretty basic. Um, and, and, but I would say, I, I kind of always think of that first song, just a kid as my, um, kind of the first real song though. But the other one was, was, it was good. It was like a little, how does it make you feel when you listen to it or, or revisit it? Do do you relive the emotions? I think it's, I think it's held up. I would actually, I should get it recut. I grew up in the, I grew up in the country myself and I, and it really never, it was a country song actually. And it was right before I went, I lived in New York city. So it was right before I, I moved to New York city and it was about that. It was right before there, uh, for that time. And so when I look at the lyrics, I'm like, Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's great. You'll always want to, you mean, you always want to change things. I mean, it's been so many years, but I, it was just, I think it was right before I went to New York. I'm, I'm just trying to think of some of that. Just got off the Greyhound bus this morning. <laughs> Luggage and high hopes clutched in one hand, armed only with my mother's warning <laughs> into a foreign concrete land. Found a job at a greasy place to eat, serving food by day and songs by night, slaving day by day to make the ends meet, coming through the tunnel towards the light. Because I'm just a kid in the big, big city, country girl, fresh faced and pretty, stepping out with the big boys at their game. Just a kid in the big, big city. But stayed the same, just a kid, just a kid, just a kid. And then it goes on from there. That's cool. That's awesome. Are you, I wanted to reach back to the um, ideas. As you're getting hired to create songs and somebody gives you an idea, that's cool. Are you constantly looking around you all the time, though, saying, oh, that could be a song. That could be a song to help exercise your skill? Definitely. I will just always keep my ear open, you know. Um, You know, I've even gotten song ideas from songs themselves you know so you can look through a song you're like oh that's an interesting word you know or i i actually one of the one of the songs that i co-wrote um i was just it was it was part of a for another an, an ad campaign or something i was looking and i was like oh that's that's like a really cool idea I like that so you just find them from everywhere um, I would say ideas. So you, like, just, have you, maybe I start with concept, but, but like I said, I'll, I'll see an idea and I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Or one of the things I have a, I have a phrase and it's, I always look for the holes mm. and, and that is just my thing. So, um, I mean, not that, like I own that or anything. It's just, sure. just one of my things. I have a song which I really love when we lived in Boston, the kids were really young and we had, you know, you get nor'easters up there and we had like three feet of snow in one night. And we were, <laughs> this is another Christmas song, actually. I should, I need to put it, this actually isn't out there. I need, to, I need to put it out there. And I was with my kids. I think they were six and four and we were trapped up on the hill for like five days. I, there's, I, I love snowmen. I love sledding. I love all things snow. I can't wait to get back to there later on this month. But after a while, I was I was kind of feeling a little cabin fever. There's a little cabin <laughs> fever coming in. So I just in my in my wild imagination, I was just like, wow, it'd be really great to like go to Mexico or somewhere <laughs> warm where I can <laughs> just not have to wear like five layers going on. So it and that became a song. And um that song is called Mary in Mexico. And, and it was all it was an escape song. It's like it's like it's like a Jimmy Buffett at a or a Kenny Jesney at a Christmas tree, you know? It's 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 totally about that. But when I say looking for the holes, I love songs actually. What that like the the Christmas song. I love songs where you're gathered together, you come together. But then at that exact moment, 
I thought, wow, what what if someone just wanted to get away? <laughs> just, what do they want to get out of there? So so the whole song is Mary M E R R Y Mary in Mexico, where they just this person like just takes off like they're just wearing their shorts like I'm I'm going to Mexico see you later you know and and so it became a really really fun fun song too there's all different kind of ways you can you can create songs well fantastic now you had mentioned earlier about how you were born in the wrong time etc etc yeah that's true (laughs) I I would beg to defer because I don't know. Have you, are you familiar with um, Derek Thompson's work, um, Hit Makers? No. Well, the basic premise of the hit is it's taking the novel and the familiar at mm-hmm. the same time. So if you have a propensity for jazz of yesteryear, well, that's mm-hmm. still kind of familiar to a lot of people, but yet yeah. it's yeah. rare and it's novel now. So mm-hmm. that actually makes you stand out, which is good. Because there are how many people who are straight pop? Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, a lot of a lot of pop rock. That's true. I mean, I I just it's just embarrassing. I mean, it's just like you know, you know. I was starting to sweat when I was like, how do I compress a folder and make it into a zip? I was literally like, I'm so stressed out, you know, just, it's embarrassing, but I'm getting better. I just want all my co-writers and producers to know I'm getting much better. I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning, but, but yeah, I mean, I do. um, Yeah. I mean, I haven't really thought of it that way, um, but I've I've been thinking about getting into electro swing though, which is, which is, Hmm. which is jazz, but it has, kind of an electronic beat cool. so you sing jazz so you sing you, you do your jazz thing but then there's right. also like a and like an electronic element behind it so i've been thinking about that we'll do it sounds cool so I'm, I'm thinking about that i think that sounds great i guess because i'm a librarian i get a concept and then i go research and yes. that's that's what happened with the the playlist thing mm-hmm. well my next thing was new year's <laughs> eve Hey, what's going on around New Year's Eve around here? And every, almost every single place is having a 1920s ah, theme. And when you said that, I was like, oh, she could go sing and she'd be perfect because everybody's <laughs> going back to the 20s because it's the 20s. It's a centurion. I, yeah. I've had some really cool, I have to say, I, I was thinking when I, I, I really didn't know what questions you were going to ask or anything. And I was thinking about Neither some of my. Funnest. <laughs> I know we're both surprised. It's perfect. So, so, so when I was thinking about like fun gigs, I just remember that when, so I had the band in Boston and when I moved here, I just do more word of gift, word of mouth gigs. And then I've been, song, you know, posing, mm-hmm. writing a lot. So one of the coolest, and I was just thinking like, what are the really, like, what are some gigs that just really stood out in your, in your mind? I was just trying to think of that. And one of them, was the USS Hornet, which is uh, here in Alameda, a warship. And I got asked to do, it was a great Gatsby um, gig. And we were doing our thing on a warship. And it was the Wild for the Junior League. And it was incredible. I mean, and it, what an incredible ship and an experience. And uh, everyone was dressed up. It was fun. It was fun. I love that kind of thing. I, I definitely have a couple of flapper uh, I mean, I just love, we've done, we've done great Gatsby parties and stuff. It's fun. And the other one, I remember one time I always try to, with the band I was like, you know, you know, you study so long on your instrument, you know, I want them to be paid. They're professional. They're amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And so 
so if I can, you know, that I, I'll give up my salary because I, I, I just want to make sure that they're paid, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so but I do remember in the early years of the band, we got this gig for like all you can eat ice cream Sunday bar. Something. And I was like, <laughs> we just have to do this just because it's fun. All right, let's just do it. It's just fun. And so. So, yeah, there's there are other things that, you know, I, I just did this corporate holiday party that was a blast and and talking about connecting and personalization it's a and the ceo asked me if i would sing which was really sweet and so he's such a nice guy and so i said yeah of course you know definitely and so i asked i knew it was and i did a bunch of holiday favorites i didn't do meet me under the mistletoe because you didn't have enough time to, to learn it was my jazz fans it was great eli so so we we did, couldn't do that one, but we did all the other ones. And then what I wanted to do, because I really wanted to make it personal. And mm-hmm. and that is a big thing with me is I think everyone, you want to connect, right? So I took, I just did a parody of a song, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and I just completely changed it <laughs> so that it, <laughs> it reflected this, this company and they loved it. And I was, I was really I was really glad to be able to do that because it just felt like it really put it like a personal touch on it. You should record it. I mean, I was like practicing this thing. I was going the way to Target. I was like practicing, picking up the kids, whatever. I had this thing down and it was perfect. And of course, you were kind of caught off guard because it was a total surprise. And Mm -hmm. so... I think someone recorded like half of it halfway through. And then they said, can you redo it? And I go, sure. I did give them the lyric sheet and everything. And the one founder was just, oh, it just like totally uh, touched my heart when she said, she said, I'm going to frame this. It was really so incredibly. And it was just basically, you know, it was just taking that tune and just personalizing it for the company. And it just, that really was really so nice. So I'm glad they liked that. But yeah, I mean, It's all about connection. I agree. And that's a perfect note. Do you have any more questions, Leslie? I don't think so. Okay. Well, I mean, I love closing on a high note and (laughs) you left it right there. It's all about connections. What do you have coming up, Janine? Um, well, I do have something to announce, but I can't. Um, it is a, <laughs> that was such a dot. Wow, we went from like, wow. Uh, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> So, but I will, because um, it's actually a song that I I co-wrote with one of my um, co-writers and it's going to be placed somewhere that I'm really excited about. And I've, this year, this last year has been just really, I felt really blessed for, been getting some ad placements and we just got in that for Bering Seagold. We had something there. And so anyway, so I, I just, it's, I've been writing in this new style for like three years or so. So it's taken a little while, but um, I don't know. I have a website. I relaunched that today, JanineDeSouza.com. Perfect. And if you like Mary and uh, meet me in Mexico, <laughs> can you edit that? You Absolutely like- not. <laughs> Mistletoe in Mexico. If you want to see, if you want, if you, if you like it and you want to download it or whatever, um, it's, um, uh, meet me under the mistletoe and that's, that's on the website and I don't know. I can't think of what else. Okay. And I see you're also on Facebook under Janine Sousa music. Yeah. yeah. So that's my artist page. And then I just have another page. I haven't updated that one for a while, but I will. Now I will. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 
because this is going out <laughs> Christmas Day. Merry Christmas. Dun, dun, dun. Well, thanks a lot, you guys. I well, am so glad that you love the song. And I really, it is like really amazing that I'm so glad you got in touch with me. I'm so glad that you love the song. And um, it can be on your playlist again. And um, just thank you for listening. And yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Under the mistletoe, or you'll never know.